This is 400 Plus. I'm Mark Sims. My guest is Marcia Logan. Marcia Logan is from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. How are you, Marcia Logan? I'm fine, Mark. How are you? Okay, we're going to moan and groan for a few minutes. Hopefully somebody listens to this podcast. Now, you're in Philly. I'm in Chicago. And uh, this this is 400 Plus. And my wish is that African-Americans here in the city of Chicago, and I'm assuming Philadelphia, I haven't rolled through Philadelphia in about nine years, uh, I wish we had more social cohesion. We all ain't got to like each other. No singing kubaya, but have some more social cohesion, and we would have less crime and, and, and economically thriving neighborhoods, especially the low-income neighborhoods. Uh, do you ever think black folks in Philly, Chicago, and other, and, and other places, towns and suburbs and cities like Chicago and Philadelphia, do you ever think we get some more social cohesion among African-Americans? The only way we could do that, goodness, there, there's so many ways. But, you know, we, we're so busy trying to, we're, we're passing off success as getting higher education, and then leaving your neighborhood. We don't tell our children to get whatever training they get to be successful and then come back. We market success as leaving your neighborhood. Now, if the best keep leaving your neighborhoods, what's that going to do for your neighborhood? It's going to leave it prey to gentrification and for buyouts from people who don't care about the people who are left in the neighborhoods. We have to start marketing success to our children as the betterment of the village and not the betterment of them individually. Now, I don't know. I don't know Philly that well. You do. But I was reading an article about Chester, Pennsylvania, which is about what, about 30 miles outside of Philly. If that. Okay. And they say they, they, according to the article, I don't know, I don't know if it was Philadelphia Inquirer or what I was, what I was reading online. They said they've sort of uh, stopped some of the crime there. So is it possible, because some, some of all of us ain't moving back to inner city Philadelphia. It doesn't really exist. Inner city Chicago doesn't really exist anymore. M- most of us, li- most African-Americans live in the suburbs, like most Americans live in the suburbs. So even suburban towns. Do you think that we have, we have more social cohesion? You, you, know, you know what I'm trying to get at? I mean, because I, 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 mean, I ain't been to Philly in years, but I just know Chicago. When I roll through, the wor- in the city, the worst neighborhoods, quote-unquote, worst neighborhoods in Chicago are the low-income black neighborhoods of Chicago. Then you go to some of the suburbs, those suburbs, south suburbs mainly, those suburbs are full of people that used to live in low-income African-American neighborhoods in Chicago, and they left for the suburbs. So I hope, I, am I making sense? Are we ever going to get some kind of social, let's go back to social cohesion. We ain't got to love each other, but damn, what are we doing, people? You're making sense, but, you know, you remind me of something that I wrote earlier. A bunch of northerners are moving to the south to escape violence. The result is now the south is just as dangerous as the north. So is it the geography that was the problem? No. It was the people in there. They're not trained in um, conflict resolution. Like you said, that social cohesiveness, we just think it takes a village is a quote from Hillary Clinton versus an African proverb by which we should live. We talk a lot of good stuff. We don't walk any of it. We are separated by religion. We're separated by pro this and pro that. Any social construct we are separated by, and you're right, we need some kind of cohesion that we used to have in the 70s. We loved each other and greeted each other like brother and sister. It didn't matter 
whether you went to the mosque or the synagogue or the church, because that wasn't the issue. The issue was you're my brother, you're my sister, and I love you. I exist because of you, not in spite of you. And now we think we we exist in spite of them over there because they're the real problem as opposed to seeing them over there as our hurt brother and sister we don't even view each other as brother and sister I know if you go up to a strange person now and you say brother and sister I don't know you we've been trained out of the ability to love each other just because and we don't do it now we've been trained to view each other as enemy and with animosity just because we don't know them, even though they look just like us. Well, 50 years ago, I'm not saying it was that much better, but 50 years ago, uh, you say it is, but I don't really remember that much. I mean, I remember it wasn't that much better. But the thing about it, in the 70s, black folks were more, we were still somewhat more segregated since that, you know, in the 60s, definitely, definitely the 50s, we had to live amongst each other. In the and the 40s, we loved too. Each other. And of course, we as, had, as things began right. to open up in the 70s, we like, oh, we can leave these Negroes? Hell yeah, I'm out of here. <laughs> I understand. Right. But see what happened. Segregation was a good thing for us because we had to deal with each other. We owned our own businesses. We lived in our own neighborhoods. We went to our own churches. And everybody had a vested interest in everyone's success in the community. So whether that love was manufactured or, 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 or nature, regardless, we loved each other in the sense that we leaned on each other. We supported each other. We had a vested interest. I can't keep but, but we, repeating but we, it. But we sort of had to. Now we don't. Now, people looked up Marcia Logan, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, look up Mark Sims, Chicago. They like, who are these Negroes? They ain't about nothing. They don't represent nobody. They ain't got nobody listening to their damn podcast. Why are we even, even wasting my time listening to these fools? You know how they and a, you know how they talk. And, a, and again, that's because we've been trained out of our natural belief to love each other because we exist. Now we have now we gotta do a checklist. What do you own? What do you drive? Are your eyelashes long enough? Uh um, do you twerk on poles? They got all these crazy lists that have been manufactured these and these ideological trenches that have been dug just for us that we fall into all the time. Thinking that somebody exists because of someone, you love them, period. Whether you were, you had to or you didn't. That self-love is what's going to bring you unity and bring you strength. That petty, um, troll-like hatred of, you know, jealousy. Oh, look at her. She's fat. Look at him. He's this. He's that. Guess what? When cops shoot us, they don't do any checklist. All they see is brown skin. And if that doesn't motivate us enough to come together and love ourselves, I don't know what is. Because we're going to stay stuck on stupid, as people say. Looking at, you know, simplistic pettiness well most people they, they'll say they say listen here y'all just talking like a y'all some beauty of barbershop or whatever if it and if it don't make dollars it don't make sense so i know well, probably, guess you what? probably what is making dollars done for us what is it done we make dollars and we give them all away we don't make them dollars and invest in our community we don't make those dollars and invest in businesses we make dollars and we just want to look better than somebody else. We got a woman who's famous for making all this money and she gives away things to her neighborhood. She gives, she does things 
for her people and she makes money for her family. But look at her neighborhood. Look around the corner from her neighborhood. It's 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 wait, a plighted wait, wait. Who, area. Who, who are you talking about? I'm not going to okay, say. Okay, all right, all right. At least well, somebody know what you're talking about. No, I, yeah, I, they know. I agree, but you, you, she makes the news and everything. I know, Marcia. I Marcia. The people, Marcia Logan. There's people probably in your own family say Marcia Logan ain't got. She ain't sh. We know she ain't nothing because she ain't got no money. Exactly, and that's what I'm saying. When we start viewing, guess what? What y'all gonna do when they start saying? The dollar is no longer the value, and Bitcoin is, and none of y'all got Bitcoin. What you gonna do? See, have putting our value in something that's superficial that we have no control over. And I agree with you; they are family members because, see, back in the day, I wasn't where I am now. Okay, people judge you based on the chapter of the life in which they entered. You know, back in the day, I was doing quite well, helping people, and but see, unfortunately, we're so programmed to hate each other that these same people in my family were waiting for me to fall and they're enjoying it they talk about you like you're a dog and they just love to see you fall and they say oh see she thought she was better than me look at her but they don't realize tomorrow could be you and you're now making an enemy of the one person who would have given anything to help you See, and that's what they want. They want us to be little Negro peons, individualists, who don't care about anything that connects us to anything, especially anything African. That's been the game forever. We have never peeped that game, and we keep falling for the game. That's why anything that, they, they can con us to do anything except love each other. We are on everybody's fan, everybody walking around with Kool-Aid colored hair, eyelashes like I don't know what the heck, looking like uh, windshield wipers or whatever. Uh, women looking like like uh, drag queens and men looking like women. Anything they tell us to do, we do without thought. Uh, the minute I, somebody says, love each other, come together, oh, here you go. They point out your flaws. Oh, look at you. You fat. You don't know nothing. Look at you. You live in your daddy's house. You don't know anything. And only a fool thinks they can only learn from somebody who's doing well. Sometimes the best people to learn from are the people who have fallen. Because they can tell you what not to do. But you're too stupid to realize that. Uh, I can talk about this subject forever, but Marcia Logan. <laughs> do you see any hope that uh, in the, over the next few years that we might ha start to gain And These things take at least one generation to turn around sometime. We start having some social cohesion, some collective goal, some some co some collective efficacy as a community. It would take a whole lot. But, you know, where they say where there's breath, there's hope, right? People say that. I don't know if I'd necessarily believe it, but, you know, sometimes it just takes what they say, the faith of a mustard seed, whatever that means. Um, <laughs> but I, I'm sure. I mean, I don't want to leave anybody with hopelessness and, and, and despair. I mean, we're still here. So we must have a purpose to still be on the planet. You know, for some reason, we didn't, we, we, we haven't been taken out yet. So as long as you're here and you live in purpose, there's hope.